This episode is sponsored by the One Membership by Template Monster. Hello everybody and welcome to the HTML All The Things podcast episode Ice Cube, the thing about WordPress. I'm your host Matt Lawrence and I'm alone today actually and if you listen to, I believe it was last week's episode, Mike and I, like Mike is gone, he's on his uh, honeymoon right now and so we were supposed to have a whole bunch of banked episodes because he's gone for four weeks and... We only had one, and then we recorded one while he was gone, and we just gave that one an episode number, and then the, the all the banked ones, we were supposed to have three banked ones, so if you remember, we were supposed to have Triple X, Triple X2, which I now know the name of, and then Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, that's why they're called Episode Vin Diesel, and then the next one's supposed to be Ice Cube, which is this one, and then it's supposed to be Ice Cube and Friends, no, Vin Diesel and Friends. I like how I have to have like another explanation about this. This is a web development podcast, and we're sitting here talking about Ice Cube and Vin Diesel and the whole bit. But anyway, this is not actually a banked episode. This is like a properly recorded this week and will be published this week episode. Um, I just don't want to give up on the Triple X series. So here I am. Podcast episode Ice Cube. And uh, we'll, we'll, let's just move on. So if you've been enjoying the podcast so far and want to support us, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. You can also check us out on Patreon. We only got a couple of tiers, but that $3 tier will give you a shout out in the podcast and we will share a link to your website in those show notes. And probably the most important one, just tell your friends or anyone else you know that's interested in web development. Tell them that we are here and ready to be listened to. And if you or your friend is ready to go another step further, you can come hang out with us. In our Discord server, Discord server is now well over 200 members. We have a whole bunch of people in there talking about a whole bunch of different things. We even have three new moderators in there now uh, to help manage all of the, uh, well, we had an incident in there, a small incident in there, just some people yelling. So now we have some moderators in there because we have so many people in there, which means that this is a growing, thriving community that requires a police force just like, just like uh, found in Judge Dredd. But anyway... I feel like that's not a selling point. Like, yeah, everyone come on down to the mega city, which is a Judge Dredd thing, and, you know, be policed by the judges, which are the judge, jury, and executioner, and also Sylvester Stallone. But anyway, uh, we're going to move on from my my uh, obsession with movies uh, to my weekly pain point. And my weekly pain point is related to one I've had, I think, a couple of times on the show, and that is growing pains. So... I want to be more specific this time, though. So it, it, what, what has happened recently is that what we've noticed, the amount of work has increased on us, of course, because our business is growing, and it's increased you know, quite significantly. However, the amount of income where it has increased hasn't increased proportionally to the amount of work that we're doing. And what I think is happening is we're using old methodologies uh, to manage a completely new workload, which is just inefficient. And I'll just kind of expand on this. I know the weekly pain points are normally short, but since I'm alone, um, basically what I think is happening is we we use like separate task software. We use our own customer management. Uh, we you know we use the same email server cer- certainly because we're in the same company, but we do e- you know we manage our emails differently and that type of thing. And I think that that sort of old way is 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 kind of hurting us more than we think. And I will, I kind of relate it directly to, and it's the first thing that popped into my mind, actually. 
was actually the think about like when you go to a new job. So you you know you interview for the job. You know you're 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 very experienced in it. You know your stuff. The, you know the environment, etc., etc., etc. But no matter what, when you show up there for the first you know week, month, whatever it is, depending on the complexity of your job, you're still that new guy and you're going to make stupid mistakes. Some of them procedural, some of them are kind of, you know, quote unquote proprietary to the company where it's just their procedures that they, that they've set forth that aren't like an industry standard. And so you're going to make stupid decisions, but every day you're going to get better and better and better until eventually you're no longer the new guy. You know, you're just like a fully fledged employee. You know what's going on, you know, what building to go to, whatever it is. So that, that's sort of, I think we're at that stage where it's not so much that we're not making enough money for the amount of work we're doing. I just think we're doing the work maybe inefficiently. And so as we've talked about in a previous episode, we've done a CRM or we're sorry, we've done it. We've been looking at getting some CRM and some other automation, uh, you know, set up so that some of our daily, you know, business admin tasks will actually be completed automatically by some sort of app or system. So I know it's long winded, but uh, there's no web news this week because there's no one to have a conversation with about it because I'm alone. So what this week is about is WordPress. So as the title suggests, the thing about WordPress, I want to, I want to really clear the air about WordPress and I'm going to go through the segments here and then I'm going to, you know, kind of go, I'm going to go through the segment titles and then I'll go through what's in these segments because I think this sort of needs to be said. So I have WordPress and introduction and then I have the thing about WordPress. And then I got clearing the air. And so I really want to go go through these things with you because I think this is really important uh, for, for the listener out there that maybe uses WordPress. So on the show, I don't think that we've been giving WordPress much credit or any sort of warm welcomes. And as far as I know, to my recollection, we haven't really been bashing it. Like, I don't think we've been calling it dumb or anything like that. And like, I wouldn't call it dumb uh, right now. Like, I don't think it's a stupid thing. I don't think it's bad to learn it and nothing like that. Um, I think that many longtime listeners would probably get the impression of maybe we're lukewarm to it at the very best. And I kind of want to clear the air here. So I've actually been working with WordPress sparingly over the years, as I've stated several times on the show. However, more recently, I've been working with it on a daily basis. And with that, I want to clear up some things since this is fresh in my mind. Now, I do have a couple of disclaimers. Um, I do want to say that when I say things like, quote unquote, no other app, service, or plugin can do X thing, that's coming from my experience. I didn't scour the web in search of a WordPress alternative to, you know, to make sure I'm completely accurate. So just, this is from my experience. And also, I'm talking about WordPress or the version of WordPress that you download and install from WordPress.org. I believe it's called the self-hosted version. Um, not the website creation platform, which can be found at WordPress.com. So just a, just a clarification there, because I have never used the WordPress.com uh, iteration of WordPress. So jump right in here, you know, segment number two here, the, the, the thing about WordPress. So I want to do a really brief introduction on what WordPress is for those of you that don't know what it is. So WordPress is a website creation tool that has been around for many years. It powers many of the websites we use, providing an easy-to-use blogging, uh, excuse me, providing easy-to-use blogging tools uh, to online news publications, blogs, and project and product marketing websites. And as of writing this, the WordPress.org actually claims that it powers 34% of the web. Now, by itself, okay, WordPress is pretty limited. 
coming with some simple user account management, you know, posts, so like blog post composing and publishing, some pre-installed themes to change up the visuals, etc. This default feature set is expanded upon over tenfold, I'd say, by WordPress's seemingly infinite set of plugins and themes, which are mostly developed by third parties. Now, this is this is where things get a little messy, and this is all like this is oftentimes where things go south uh, for many developers, and this is why a lot of developers won't really use WordPress or or they complain about it. So I have a little bit, I have a list here, a couple of facts, a couple of uh, things to kind of go through, and then I'll explain myself. So because WordPress has a relatively small default feature set, plugins are almost always needed, and not just some plugins, a lot of plugins are usually needed. Now, oftentimes this number actually goes, you know, above 20 and that's just for a basic marketing website, but we've actually seen websites that approach like, or just go over 50 easily and sometimes approach or go over a hundred plugins. Now I haven't personally seen a 100 plus plugin website myself, but I do know that they're out there having seen other people's work and that type of thing. So it's, you know, it can get, it can get messy out there. Now, some plugins even have add-ons, which sometimes those add-ons are plugins themselves. And what those do is basically you have a plugin for, let's say e-commerce, and then you, you install an add-on to that plugin to expand its capability in some way. And sometimes that add-on is a plugin in and of itself. So there's that whole thing. Now, sometimes the plugin, like the base plugin, has an add-on system that you can, you know, go into the settings of the plugin and add the add-on in of itself. You can do that, but like there's no standard here. And so you can kind of see where things start getting a little bit messy here and things start getting a little bit weird. Now, you can load plugins and themes from the included, what I call the app stores. Uh, they're not actually an app store, but what it is, is once you're logged into the WordPress backend or the WordPress dashboard, as it's called, you can literally shop for plugins and themes right in right in the WordPress dashboard itself just by scrolling through and just searching just like an app store you're searching through plugins searching through different themes for different you know visual aspects etc etc so you can search right in there however there's this isn't required and you can actually get WordPress plugins from external sources as well so there's another little bit of a little bit of a, a difference or a little bit of an inconsistency here now there's inconsistencies on where you set up and use plugins even. So it's up to the developer for the most part. And with the WordPress dashboard, you can kind of like, there's no standards set in place. So sometimes you click on the actual, you go to the plugin screen. So there's a couple of standards, of course, set in where we're, any of your installed plugins are in like the plugins window. So you click on the plugins window in the WordPress dashboard. There's all your plugins. Well, some plugins will have a settings button in their listing. Some of them won't have that at all. They'll just have like a donate button. And then you have to find the plugin listed on the left-hand side. Cause there's like a vertical nav bar with all your stuff. Then sometimes it's, it's not in there. Sometimes it's, it's hidden in because it's, it, it's like an add on for titles and it only appears when you put headings in or something. And, like it, it, it's all over the place and, and there's no consistent. Sometimes there's multiple settings menus again, because it's set by the developer. Now I want to just full disclaimer this. I'm not a WordPress uh, plugin developer. I've never made a WordPress plugin other than like one really weird one to add, like a line at the end of my, at the end of one of my files. And it was just because it was easier to do it that way. So 
you know, I'm not an expert in here. So if, if, if you think that there's more standards put in place than what I'm giving credit to, please like reach out to us on social media because I'm, I'm legitimately interested. Okay. But like there, there's problems with that because you want to go and set something. Well, where is it? Is it in the, is it in the pages app or is it in the, like the, the default, like pages window? Is there uh, another, another like menu option on that left-hand menu for you to click on? Do I have to go to that plugins menu to click settings? And you might think like, well, there's only a few places to search. Not necessarily because sometimes you click into something and there's a settings tab. So you click in, let's say the menu option on the left of it exists. You click there and there's like a, there's a settings, you know, tag and then, or a tab. And there might be, you know, quite a few tabs. You might miss the setting you're looking for. And then there might be another settings inside of the plugins window, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's a bit of a mess. Like it's a bit, it's like a bit much. It's like, why can't I just go to settings for this app? or for this plugin, right? It, it, it's strange. Now, there's another thing that, you know, is a blessing and a curse, and I'll get into the blessing part later, and that is page builders. So page builders, um, these are used by users to create new pages with new layouts and adjust existing ones. Now, these, because they are plugged into everything and, you know, normally house the content, house the structure of most, if not all the pages on a website, these often actually conflict or conflict with other plugins or have weird behavior due to, uh, you know, a plugin that, which causes developers to quote unquote, hack in a fix sometimes. So I've heard reports of people where it's just like the, the nav bar just, just disappears or something where like the pay, like the, the page builder appears to be working fine and you go through any troubleshooting steps, maybe clearing the cache or something, whatever it is. And, you know, just, for some reason, the website just goes completely white. It's just a blank website and there's no error. It's just, it's just dead. And so there's, and sometimes it's just because you installed some sort of plugin that is conflicted with it, maybe even conflicted with it just at that plugin's version, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a mess. So I, I have a couple of scenarios, uh, similar to ones that we've been through over the years that I'm going to go over here. And these are, these are again, from my experience. So Here's, here's a scenario that I would say, no doubt, a lot of web developers have faced. So a customer comes to you with an old website that started acting up in a simple way. Uh, something like the nav bar links aren't lining up properly, okay? So you just think, oh, it's, you know, it's a flex issue or something like that. Display flex issue. So here's sort of some points about how you would, or at least how I would try to troubleshoot in WordPress in some of the situations we've been in. So you find out that they're on a WordPress site, right? You didn't know that originally. You find out that it, this is indeed a WordPress site, but you also find out that it's been primarily maintained by them, which is not really the most tech savvy of users. They're certainly not a developer. They're certainly not a programmer um, or really like really into tech. They just know how to use it, right? To just do it for the job. And so already you're like, hmm, I wonder how things are set up in here. Now, where does the problem lie? And immediately if you have a custom website, you know exactly like where generally to look. Oh, I got to look at the CSS. Like that'd be the first thing I'd look at. Like, oh, we got to take a look. Maybe something's pushing this button down. So it's not lining up, et cetera, et cetera. But in WordPress, now we got a whole bunch of questions. Is, is it in a plugin somewhere? Is there a custom CSS? Uh, in, is there any custom CSS in the theme editor that's causing the issue? Uh, what if there's CSS hidden somewhere in a plugin that they installed for easy, easier custom CSS access? So like something that added a style sheet. What if there's custom CSS, okay, in a plugin that isn't related to CSS? So it, it's not, ob- not obviously named like style sheets plugin or something. So, but it just has CSS functionality. 
for a related reason because it like controls the nav bar to an extent, but therefore has the custom CSS hidden away in a menu somewhere and you don't know that. And you might think, well, you just look at the nav bar code. Sure. But what if someone else didn't find that? And then they added custom CSS in the, in the theme editor. And then someone else added custom CSS on top of that in some sort of other plugin. Like it is a mess. And, and this is, this is oftentimes where people get frustrated with WordPress is it's like, where's the problem? Like it's such a simple thing. And what really sucks is because WordPress is so versatile and because it has so many features and because it can be so many things, it can be a blog, it can be a a news site, it could be a video hosting website, it could be a membership site, it can be e-commerce, it can be a a web app in depending on how much, like how, what functionality you need out of a web app. It can be a web app of sorts. It can be so many things. It can be an app. There's ways to make your WordPress site into like your mobile app etc right like your podcast site your self-hosted podcast site some people will use wordpress for that like it can be so many things and so when something small goes wrong like my nav bar is disappearing or in this case it's like my nav bar nav items are not lined up properly the user is going to think this is like you know a two-click fix when in reality it's like where where is where is this css going rogue like what's happening here and so i'm going to I'm going to kind of go on to the next scenario because I think it, it also, it really plays into this. So here's, here's one here. Here's a, here's, here's a scenario that is really, really simple. So you want all the buttons on a website. Okay. Which are currently red. You want them to be blue instead. Okay. So you go digging through the plugin that makes the buttons appear. So there's some sort of button plugin. And so you go and look in there and you actually find out that it's set such that it's supposed to make the buttons green. So somewhere along the line, they got turned red, whether that be intentionally or maybe due to a plugin conflict, like who knows, right? Maybe a CSS plugin conflict. So what happens? You've got to look around and a lot of developers, because it's such a simple thing, like please change this to blue, you're going to get frustrated and then you're going to add some custom CSS with the important tag on there to make the buttons blue, which works well and the user is happy. They're not going to realize that you did something that is quote unquote kind of hacky because a lot of time people don't like the exclamation mark important way of doing things. They prefer, they prefer to actually, you know, find the root of the problem. Now, right now it's not a problem, right? It's like, wow, this is blue now. Who cares? Move on with our lives. But what happens when the next guy comes around and needs to change the plugin or excuse me, change the perp, the buttons to purple. So now he goes And he does the same thing you did. You know, he goes to the button plugin. He sees that it's setting it to green. And let's say he just doesn't find your custom CSS. So what does he do? He installs a custom or he installs another CSS plugin that specifically loads the style sheet last so that his custom CSS takes priority. And then he puts the important tag on there and then boom, like he's, you know, he's in. And so you you see what like how how this can spiral out of control especially with websites that are so big like there's there's oftentimes layers upon layers of functionality that isn't implemented properly in these websites especially if the website has been maintained by a user who's tech savvy enough to use WordPress but doesn't really understand what they're doing and oftentimes there's plugin conflicts and 
other weird other weird properties that can't be found because there's no standard settings menu like it is it is a bit of a mess honestly and there's oftentimes several plugins installed on people's websites that aren't even in use we've recently come up with one where we disabled something like 10 i'm going to estimate 10 plugins we just disabled them they weren't even in use they weren't being used maybe they would have been in use in the future maybe it was planned i don't know but it's just like why like it, it you know some sort of old page builder or something that's not that they're not using anymore or some sort of old css thing f- to fix buttons like in this scenario but now those buttons aren't even a thing on the site so like it's not really being used but it's still active and it's just sitting there like like why like what's going on here so with these scenarios with these scenarios you know sort of laid out and sort of you know fresh in your mind here I'll kind of leave you with a, with a with a final note on sort of the complaining, if you will, or a, a final complaint, if you will. This is a really common situation that we run into. Okay, this is like a third scenario, to be clear, is what I'm trying to get at here. People will install two of the same type of plugin. They serve exactly the same purpose, but one has a specific feature they need, and the other one also has another feature those unique those features are unique but 90% let's say of the functionality and the features is overlap they both do the same thing now not only is this messy because you're like why do you have two seo plugins why do you have two button plugins like what's going on here this can and often does introduce plugin conflicts which can cause a cra- or a, a site to crash completely and, you know, God knows if you're not tech savvy, you might crash it so bad that the WordPress backend, the WordPress dashboard might crash. And then you got a whole problem there. You got to call some sort of developer or someone to help you, maybe your host or something like that. Um, it can also cause performance issues with both plugins, quote unquote, fighting for control over their little piece of the whatever piece of the pie, whether it's SEO or whether it's some sort of content, you know, manipulation. They're going to be, quote unquote, fighting for stuff like that. This is the same reason why. Like if you like, like I'm I'm taking this from an IT background, but if you look at an IT, uh, you look from an IT background, you'll see that some people, right, will think, well, I want more security than ever, so I'll have Windows Defender on, I'll turn on, I'll you know download Antivirus One, and I'll download Antivirus Two, and now I got three antiviruses, and that, that's really great. But they'll all fight for control over things. So for example, if they're trying to protect the NIC, the network interface card of your computer, you might notice your network interface card is either, you know, stops functioning completely or, you know, is, is intermittent. And it's because these two programs are taking control and trying to implement some sort of security policy on it. And they're, the security policies are incompatible and the programs themselves are not supposed to be installed together at all. And so it's literally the exact same scenario here, just with a WordPress plugin. People think like people want those unique features or maybe they just want like what people want, like, two different interfaces maybe there's two employees that log in and edit and one likes this like you know one likes plugin one and the other one likes plugin two and so they they just install both thinking oh there's nothing wrong with that but you might have seo problems like you're gonna have like you can have some serious serious issues sometimes it's fine to be clear like we're talking about the sea of wordpress plugins and sea of wordpress themes like we have so many tools at our disposal in wordpress which is one of the things that i want to mention you know in the clearing the air section it, there are so many tools out there that WordPress has that it, you know, it's incredible. And sometimes they're made to work together, but 
users going in and just willy-nilly installing plugins, that's no good. And, and it can cause serious problems, as any web developer who's been exposed to WordPress knows. Now, that's a lot of complaints, and it sounds like, you know, it's all woes and problems over in WordPress land because of all these plugin conflicts and that type of thing. And and really it is in most standard scenarios that we've come across. You know, I haven't done hundreds. You know, I've done I've done a few probably. I've probably been through I'm just going to estimate in my whole life I've probably been through maybe 10 WordPress sites where I actually have to like work on them hardcore and not just like, you know, migrate or we're going to change over to a new system, like actually work on them or use them in some, in some degree, I would say 10 or less because a lot of our customers actually don't have sites uh, initially or the sites are sold. We just build them something new. So, you know, just to, just to be clear, to be clear with my experience here in, in my experience, the plugin system is, is great, but when a user gets a hold of it or when an inexperienced developer gets a hold of it, it just really gets like really out of hand pretty fast. Um, but I want to, I want to clear the air here. And, and this is sort of the important part or the important segment of this, this episode, because I just want to set a precedent on what our opinion or specifically my opinion is on, on WordPress is. So all, all the, com- all the complaints, you know, concerns and issues aside, there must be a reason, right? There must be a reason why WordPress is so popular. Now, many of you might think it's just because it's older. WordPress is pretty old, right? To power so much of the web and to be around for so long and have people with so many years of experience, you know, it's pretty old. You might think, well, it's just grandfathered in. Now, some of that might be true, you know, in some instances or maybe even a lot of instances, but enough time has passed for WordPress to just completely fall off the map. And it hasn't, right? We got new plugins coming out every day. We got new new themes coming out. We got people learning WordPress every day. You know, it's not going away anytime soon. And that's because WordPress is really great. Okay. At doing a lot of things. And I'm going to go down a list here and I'll do like my explanation like I normally do. So making the first one here is making complex technical um, implementations accessible to non-technical staff. Prime example of that real easy is something as simple as Google SEO, like just, just SEO in general for, for all the search engines you could imagine. If you tried to explain to a person, okay, I need a blurb, 160 characters. It's for the Google description thing. Some people are going to get it right off the hop, but you, if you, if you've been working with customers for, you know, any sort of time, you know, that some people are just going to be straight up confused. However, oftentimes these people are, you know, marketers or they've used computers for a long time, depending on their position. And Having an interface there where it just limits their amount of characters they're allowed to put in and it limits it, – it, it has suggestions. So it says like, hey, you typed in this title and that's a that's a green light. That's a yellow light. That's a good status. That's a bad status. That's a medium status. Whatever plugin you're using, whatever you know status you're getting, if you can have a plugin, right, dictate to somebody as they type so that they're doing their own their own trial and error – you know, that's great. They're going to learn, you know, how to do keywords. They're going to learn little things and they may ask you certainly, but people, as if, if people can fill out a form for the most part, they can fill in SEO, like complex SEO and get rated on it based on whatever results the plugin has. Usually it's like a stack of information they have, or they, they know like they have, you know, programmed in, they know 
how long the title should be, what keywords we should be hitting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? They know that. The, the plugins know that in one way or another. And so you're going to have people that normally would call you every five minutes saying, how is that SEO doing? Or like, I don't understand what you mean. I only have 160 characters. I want to put 200 or I don't understand why it's only 155 characters. Like whatever your goal is in terms of your SEO, and I'm just using the description and the title just for simplicity. Whatever the goal is, this plugin is going to steer them right. You know, generally they'll have text boxes that are limited length. They'll have, they'll have, like I said, the statuses. They'll even have tips, like you can click on it and they can read about it. If people care about their websites, they will read that stuff. And that's that's huge for you as the web admin or the web developer because you're not going to get a phone call. And so that is straight up explaining and making complex technical implementations accessible to non-technical staff. And I only use SEO as an example. There's, like, you know, sky's the limit, really schedulers like rss feeds like a whole bunch of stuff is made way simpler because it's just like filling in a form on wordpress the second thing here expanding functionality to new heights via plugins and themes so this one's more general but what it is is it's basically like i told you about that default wordpress feature set very limited right but it's like a blank slate and now wordpress can be made into what almost whatever you want Marketing websites, blogs, membership sites, online stores, intranet websites because you can download and install it. So you could make an intranet website on there so your marketing team could use it as a forum or whatever, right? They can, you can do it with WordPress. Like there's a lot that you can do on there. There's, a, there's websites out there that you might think like, oh, like, I would say that like maybe 10 years ago, like this is well before Mike and I started, started doing anything like this. Like I would say that the general consensus for me, cause I was a tech guy, but not really like a web guy. I always thought that WordPress was just sort of like a blogging platform. And I always thought it was kind of hacky to, I always thought like you were kind of hacking, hacking in additional functionality. Like I always thought that people were making uh, marketing websites, but it was sort of hacking in the marketing uh, website sort of functionality, like having multiple static pages was sort of like weird. Like I, it was just like, it was an outsider's perspective on WordPress back then, but now WordPress is, is like it. Yes. Like user for marketing websites, like user for internet websites, online stores, like whatever, like go ahead. And, and maybe that was the case back then too. But from an outsider's perspective to an insider's perspective. Now I would say that I would say WordPress is advertising itself way better now, now that I'm also paying attention to it. So a little bit biased there. That's why I'm a little bit of a disclaimer, but I would say that WordPress is now advertising itself sort of almost as like a website creator. It's almost like a web flow, just different, right? It's just not, it's that, that, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's basically web flow, but different is basically what it is. And, and it has a lot of expandability, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a huge, that's, that's, that's huge. Your business can grow on WordPress. You can start at your marketing side of things. Then you can add a blog if you want to start talking to people. Maybe people start liking your stuff. So you start a membership or you start an online store. The online store, you know, blows up and people want a subscription like they want it to be cheaper. So you say, okay, let's get, you know, consistent revenue running here. So let's offer a discount for people who sign up for our membership. So then now they have a membership site. And then let's say you want to, now that you have all the experience with WordPress, you want to spin up another WordPress internally because your company's big now and you want to have, you want to maintain like a local internal only blog where people can like talk to you 
or people or sorry, you can communicate with the company through blog posts and they can comment back and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's a lot that WordPress can do. And that's like an attestment to how functional it can be. So third one here, third thing on the ticket, um, allowing easy updates uh, to the via the WordPress dashboard, making website maintenance to site admins uh, convenient for both developers and non-developers. So one of the things that people were another thing that people in my experience complain about with WordPress is the, you know, plethora of security problems, but that's more so because it's, you know, a target because it's so big and people want to like break in and do nefarious things. So that that's one, that's one big thing. Um, another thing that, uh, but like, you know, with that aside, it's not WordPress's fault that people are trying to like break in and that type of thing, but making, you know, having updates for functionality or plugging those security holes is super easy on WordPress. You can update WordPress itself, you know, all right in the dashboard. You can update plugins to your heart con- heart content. You can update your theme, you know, etc. Like, yes, you should have some testing done on some sort of test server if you're really worried about your site, um, especially if it's in production and you want to ensure that it works because like jumping a whole bunch of WordPress versions, God knows about compatibility because of all the plugins, right? There's like a bit of a red flag, but like doing those updates is super easy. You're not, you're not downloading files like of a, you know, you know, downloading files of some sort of plugin and then replacing them in your, you know, via FTP, you're not, um, you're not, and, and of course I'm talking in, in generalities because sometimes you can get plugins from third party, uh, like external websites, but you're not, you're not downloading like Owl Carousel. Like if you just used Owl Carousel on one of your websites and you're not downloading the new version of Owl Carousel and then like just plopping the new files and you're not doing that. Like this is a nice interface. Users can use this if they want. And if you want them to be able to do it, they can log in and update their website. And that, that's for security holes. Like if, if you know of a major issue, like a major issue, like a big security problem or something like that, and you run an online store and you're really scared, because people make a living on WordPress. Like you, you can be like, Oh damn, like what do I do? You log in and you, you update WordPress. It's really not that hard. Again, you got to check for stuff. I know the semantics people are going to say, well, I have to have a test server and all this. Like technically you don't have to, you should, but the fact of the matter is it's easy to update. And it's a nice interface, whether you're experienced in tech or not, it's a super nice interface and it's super easy to update things. Um, Another one here, another thing on the ticket is spinning up complex new features is often just a plug-in away, uh, not months of development away. So I know that a lot of folks out there now are starting to, I would say new, newfangled developers, if you will, um, are starting to use, you know, newer technologies and that type of thing. And yes, there are plugins for those other things. And sometimes they're on GitHub and stuff like that, but there's no like sort of official quote unquote app store, right? Sort of like what's on WordPress. There's nothing like, like that usually depending on what you're using. Again, this is from my experience, but like spinning up complex things on WordPress is often not that hard. Like we're talking about hours, not days, not weeks, not months. And I mean like days in terms of in hours, like we're not talking about a hundred hours, 72 hours or something of development time. We're talking four, five, six, maybe 10 hours to like spin up a big feature on a WordPress site. And yeah, you might have problems with plugin conflicts and that type of thing, but let's just bar the problems for a minute. Like that is, that is impressive. Like I don't care what anyone says. Like that is an impressive, that's an impressive feat. Having the ability to just so quickly spin something up. It, 
like if you had an idea, if you had an idea like today, so like let's just say you 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 had a blog right now. You just have a, a real standard WordPress blog. You have minimal plugins and you just have like a theme you like, or maybe you're just even using the default theme and you just sit there and you just, you know, you plug away on your blog and your blog starts to, to go, like it starts to go go crazy and you start getting a bunch of user feedback and you want to add like a, a comment system to, to WordPress. You can do that with just a plugin. You can go shopping. You go shopping on an app store, essentially. You look through it, whatever. Maybe you consult your developer, have them test it, what have you. But you go shopping, you do it, and if you're a guy who doesn't care if your site goes down for a little bit or you have a backup of it, whatever, you just you install that plugin that you like. Maybe you want to use Discuss or something else, and you just do it. You, there's no custom install. There's no weird anything like that. There's nothing. It's just it, It's literally shopping for an app. It's like installing an app on your phone, except you're installing an app on your website. It's that easy. And there's really complex ones, like WooCommerce for e-commerce. There's WooCommerce add-ons for a whole bunch of different methods, or methods of payment, like different methods of payment, whatever. There's 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 full sliders out there that are you know super easy. Sliders are super common on websites. You could do that. You can do share bars and stuff like that. If you want to have people share the page, you can have pop-ups. You can have whatever. Whatever you want, almost all of it's going to be right there. You can go shopping for it. You don't even, you're not even Googling it. You're doing it in your WordPress dashboard. You log in, you go to the plugins, and you literally go shopping for a plugin. You can go and check the reviews. There's people reviewing stuff. There's free ones. There's paid ones. There's free with paid additionals. There's whatever. That, that right there, that right there is impressive. And even like the, the most seasoned, of you know new newfangled I'm calling them developers that want to use the, the latest tech and they want to use you know custom CMSs and headless CMSs and everything else all of those solutions have pros but they also have cons and one of them generally is that they don't have such a big plugin library number one and number two like you can look up a lot of different things on WordPress like you could probably find something about like if you you wanted the specific the plugin for like I don't know selling cables or something there might be something out there for that like that's pretty niche right but like you know what I'm trying to say like there's a lot of stuff out there it's just like Google Play go have at it go shopping consult your developer once you're done shopping or you know try it yourself if you're feeling ambitious however I'm gonna say this if you have plugin problems it could break your WordPress real bad so always make a backup and you know probably have a test thing set up now next thing here and it you know goes hand in hand with this not reinventing the wheel so there is and i've already said this before there is a literal marketplace that lets you install plugins and themes on your website that have been that have been thought up before right things that someone has thought up or the bunch of wordpress users have needed and then a developer comes up with a plugin or a theme for it Bang, right there. There's no reinventing the wheel. There's no custom development of something that, you know, already exists. It's right there. It's quick. It's fast. It's, it's generally easy, depending on what you're installing. And that's it, right? You're, you're good to go. Install that form plugin. You're good to go. Install that share button plugin. You're good to go. You know, install, configure, tweak. That's it. Good. That's it. Next thing here, because I don't want to keep dwelling on the massive amount of plugins out there use use it so use wordpress how you want there are so many developers out there that use wordpress cleanly 
Like I was talking about how like, you know, messy WordPress can get with all the plugins. There's people out there that will use minimal plugins. They'll use their own themes and, and, and functionalities that they make, that they implement using the WordPress functionality that's there. Cause there's filters and a whole bunch of other stuff that you can do. Um, and they, and they'll often document their projects well enough to prevent things like the redu- like redundant plugins or having you know, redundant CSS stuff like that or CSS hidden in certain files that that's those are good developers and you can make WordPress pretty clean like you can make it nice and fast you know you can, it can it can become bloated very quickly but so can Windows you could go through and you could install a let's just like let's just take a a, a thing here like let's let, let's say you install Word okay, for, you know, your word processing, but then you don't want to use Excel. So you you use like the open office one, but then, you know, you're thinking like, oh, I kind of want to make a slideshow, but you, you're, you don't want to use, you know, the open office version of whatever PowerPoint, and you don't want to use the actual PowerPoint. You want to use like the LibreOffice one or something like that. Like you can really, really bulk up windows with just, just redundant apps or just garbage, like stuff like, I don't know, camera filters, I'm sure like photo filters and weird photo editors and stuff like that, that aren't just like Photoshop or something like you can go ham on windows. You can do the same thing on WordPress. Think about, think about WordPress. Actually think about WordPress as a, a website OS It is a website's operating system that that's a good way of putting it and you can keep it clean. And just like windows, you can keep that registry clean and keep it all nice. Keep it updated. That's basically it's antivirus and stuff and keep it, you know, keep it going good. But if you neglect it, it's going to go to hell and it's going to, you know, get out of date. Maybe you're going to have some staff member in there that's just installing everything left, right and center. doesn't understand that, you know, that punk, that uh, plugin already exists or just likes a certain plugin better. And so he just goes and installs it, even though there's one that already exists that does the same thing. You know, you can let it go to crap or you can keep it maintained. And there are a lot of developers that do that. So use it how you want. You want to go ham? Go ham. If you want to go, if you want it like super clean, you can do that on WordPress. WordPress doesn't always have to be bloated like you often hear from people. Now, another one here is that WordPress actually indirectly, okay, employs a lot of people. And and that's not WordPress themselves hiring these people, although there are people that work obviously for WordPress. There's a lot of people that, that you know, just are on individual and independent teams. So there's development teams that sell and create plugins and themes, right? Those guys, they sell the theme or they make up the themes. They make up the plugins. They, they see a demand in the WordPress market and they make something that fulfills that need. And then they sell it. So there's that. And there's also web agencies, right? Web agencies often, oftentimes want to rapid fire out things. You can on WordPress, you know, have your own procedure. You can have you can rapid fire fire out websites. You can have a boilerplate. So you're like, okay, all right, everybody, you know, talking to your team. All right, everybody, we're going to have these 15 plugins installed. This is going to cover most customer needs. And then we're going to like build a website for them. And then we'll either leave the boilerplate as it is, which, you know, might have some apps there that aren't used, or we might delete the boilerplate, like whatever. Or you can just always, you can just have a bunch of people in your, in your team that's just, you're super, uh, experience with WordPress and they know how to do everything super clean. And they, maybe they like to make custom interfaces, but they like to have like the CMS aspect of, of WordPress there to save time. That type of thing. Like that's totally fine too. Like there's so many ways to use WordPress here and, and it employs indirectly so many people. There's so much money in WordPress too. 
I don't know the numbers, like I haven't like gone like digging, but there's people that are, you know, really, really experienced with WordPress. There's people that pay, uh, you know, a fair bit for themes for WordPress. And there's people obviously that sell those themes. There's a lot, there's a lot there. There's a lot, there's a lot on WordPress's, you know, platform. There's a lot there. And that's one of the big things. It's, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like how, you know, if you have, let's say cell phone companies, right? It's hard to break into, or maybe even impossible, God knows, into the cell phone market unless you have apps. And you can't sell phones if you don't have apps. And web developers aren't going to make apps if you don't sell phones. And so you're screwed. Like you're just stuck in this catch 22, I believe they call it. And like, what are you going to do? WordPress has all these apps. WordPress has all this stuff. It's ready to, it's ready to rock. And is it messy sometimes? Yeah. Are there problems? Yeah. Is it older? Yeah. But it runs on a lot of hosts. People, there's hosts out there that do one click WordPress installs. But if you want to get into the nitty gritty, you can install it on your own computer. If you have like XAMPP installed in your computer, which is a free tool, you could install WordPress on your own computer and just like mess around with it if you want to play with it. Like it's so versatile. If you want to go, you know, easy and I, I've never used it. If you want to go easy and just have it so that WordPress deals with it all, you can go and just WordPress.com and there's like a free tier, there's paid tiers and you can go start a blog right now. You don't even need to do all this other crap that I was talking about. You can go right there. Now, I know this sounds like now I'm just tooting the horn of, of WordPress. No, WordPress has some problems. You know, I, I've advised customers away from WordPress. I've advised customers away from WordPress where their WordPress installation is just messed up. And there's still a lot of problems. Like sometimes the simplest of thing, like changing a color, can just take hours upon hours and it's just needless. And stuff like that, right? Those are problems. Those are really legitimate problems. But everything has its own share of problems. Webflow, for example, okay... Webflow has a lot of integrations. It has a lot of a lot of things that you can integrate with it. Like you can, for example, use Member Stack, okay, which is a service. You can use Member Stack to make Webflow into or make a your Webflow website into a membership site. Now I've never used it. I just I just know about it. But Webflow does not have the functionality that WordPress has. There is there's far less there's far less plugins. There's far less, there's far less ways to manipulate a, a, a Webflow website than there is, you know, on board via plugins and such on WordPress. Like WordPress is sort of like an all-in-one package. Webflow, if you need anything outside of the quote-unquote Webflow ecosystem, you kind of have to go and like integrate with something else. The argument could be that yes, the, the plugins on WordPress are third party. However, they're developed for it. So it's like sort of like a native app to a phone kind of thing. So that, that, that's my two cents about WordPress. I just want to clear the air there. I don't want to, you know, I, 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 I felt like the overall impression for especially longtime listeners would be that, you know, we hate WordPress. We don't use it, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the case. I think we've even mentioned that, you know, HTML, all the things.com, the, the new one that we're working on or will be working on once things settle down a bit, they, like we, we considered putting that on WordPress, you know, we considered that and we have a couple of, we have one website, I should say, like, that's like ours. That's like digital dynasties that is on WordPress actively right now. And we built it on WordPress. And so, you know, WordPress ain't all bad. WordPress has got its problems. Certainly 
And, you know, there's a lot of alternatives out there to WordPress for great reasons. But there's also a lot of great reasons why WordPress is still is still here today. And I feel like I said WordPress about 2 million times in this podcast. So I'm going to stop saying that and uh, kind of scooch it on over to our sponsor for the episode. So this episode is sponsored uh, by the one membership by Template Monster. Uh, one membership, your ultimate web development kit. This includes uh, WordPress and, oh, there, there it is again, of course, WordPress and CMS themes, e-commerce themes, powerful plugins, presentation templates, diverse graphics, unlimited installations, 24-7 technical support, and one year of free hosting. Use our link, tinyurl.com slash HTML, all the things, and we have a unique promo code that will get you 10% off. That's HTML, all the things, 10. Please check out the show notes on htmlallthethings.com to see and click on the link and see the promo code written out so you can copy and paste it. Please note that we do receive a monetary kickback for any purchases made using our link and promo code. Now, I don't know if anyone else caught that there, but I tried to do like a, I tried to do like a Linus Tech Tips like transition or like, is that called a transition? Segway? Same thing. Whatever. But anyway, final notes before I run the actual conclusion. Use WordPress if you like it. Use another tool if you like it. Everything has pros and everything has cons. Don't, don't be bashing on each other too much. That's all I have to say. So thank you for listening. And make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing on the platform of your choice. You can find us on the socials via at HTML the things. That's on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter. That's via at HTML everything. We're on Medium. We're also on GitHub. And we're also on that Patreon. That's patreon.com slash HTML. All the things. Check out the tiers and give that a go. And many thanks to our $3 tier patrons. Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript. You can find him at youtube.com slash rabbitworks javascript garrick from local path computing and web design you can find him at localpathcomputing.com craig aka cosworth ryan gatchel from blue black digital find him at blueblackdigital.com chris from self-made web designer find him at selfmadewebdesigner.com and tim from the web hacker you can find him at thewebhacker.com feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you are listening to this on and we are signing off or I guess I'm signing off. Yeah.